you know, like for food and shelter and so forth. So we're not really fighting to, to physically survive anymore. And, and so what happens with that uh, programmed um, part of our nervous system is that, that it can go rogue. And when it goes rogue, you know, like I call it going rogue, you know, because um, our, our mind starts somehow linking into it and create stories or create scenarios <laughs> that could potentially, you know, be threatening. And so the, the, besides the physical component, which we basically have to accept, you know, that's part of our uh, primary survival mechanism, um, the emotional and the mental are what leads to this, uh, it, this massive increase in anxiety in people. It's, it's the, you know, like the fact that they're not really uh, in this, in this uh, uh, primary survival mode anymore. So now it's actually their, their, their other abilities that are starting to kick in. And here we're now dealing with stuff like fear of uh, loss of status quo, fear of making mistakes, fear of not being loved, fear of not belonging, fear um, of uh, not being in control. So the majority of, of causes for anxiety are rooted in the fear of not being able to control a situation. But I love what you said about uh, the fact that people are constantly being afraid, and I think that there's a, a medical term for it. I think it's called adrenal fatigue. They constantly are, are wearing out their fight or flight responses. And if you watch the news or if you kind of engage the, the I don't know, they call it the dialogue of the psychotic collective by following what's going on, what they're being upset about. It's like, I feel like they're constantly trying to make people upset for whatever reason. Because I don't know if maybe they want to trigger you and hold you in that state. But yeah. I'm wondering, does it get to a point where you have fear fatigue and that by being overly stimulated into being afraid all the time, that ultimately damages your ability to identify real danger, not just in the physical reality, but in the metaphysical, spiritual reality. Like you may be having a psychic attack or somebody might be sending you energy or they may even put a curse on you, if you want to call it that. And you don't recognize it because you are too immersed in a world that is constantly putting you in that position. That's one of your, both of your thoughts were about that. That's actually something that happens quite frequently, especially for people who are energetically sensitive and, and, and pathetic. Not, not so much the psychic attack, but uh, the, um, all the misconceptions about that. So there's people who are severely afraid of curses or, like, say, demonic possessions or something like that. Uh, whereas it's actually more um, the day-to-day things mm-hmm. that they should be afraid of that, that are creating some of that. Um, anxiety within themselves energetically. So this is the energetic realm that you um, that you are addressing, you know, which which puts a whole different dimension on things. Mm-hmm. People can get, you know, like uh, I'll be plain and simple here. If if you are uh, in an environment, like say let, let's say just work, you know, and you hear people talk badmouth about other people, gossip all day long, you know, um, and it's a very judgmental environment that you're in. <clears throat> you're subconscious really can't differentiate whether this is directed at you or other people. And what happens is is that within you, uh, energetically, it all gets mixed up. Okay? And now you're seeing yourself in a reality where you feel constantly attacked. 
Whereas the, and this is a, the, the deeper energetic um, dynamic here that we're that we're talking about. Uh, what actually happens is is that, you know, the, these attacks that that people feel from the outside, uh, they're very often actually caused from their own mind or their own habits, their own conscious state. So what happens when you, you know, if you get worn down and, you know, you go into fear too often, you're actually aligning to fear. So what happens when you get to that state of consciousness, state of fear, yeah, what Yona just said is perfect. definitely agree with it, is where you get to that point where everything is an attack. Everything around you is dangerous. Everybody is looks like they're ready to hurt you, they're demonic, whatever. And that's a sign that you are in a state of fear. That's an, And that has nothing to do, really, other than your energetic state. So if you shift that, you begin to move your energy away from fear and more into a positive state, then all of a sudden the world doesn't look so bad or dangerous. So it's really understanding the dynamics of what fear does. And the ego hates change. So a lot of times fear is based on what Jonas said is control or change. What happens is we begin to change. It doesn't like that because that's not status quo. That's not normal. So every time you challenge or begin to, like anybody who's on a spiritual path, better get good at facing fear because every time they begin to challenge a different consciousness state, fear is going to show up. The fear of letting go of the current state. And that repetitive cycle of letting go, dealing with a new situation, new conscious level, and then the next one comes up, fear comes up again. That's very normal because it's the ego's resistance attempting to keep the person where they're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, as humans, energetically as well as emotionally, we're really run by two major forces. Um, and one is pain and the other one is fear. Okay, and pain usually relates to the past. So that's something that we've experienced in the past and, um, you know, that keeps us sort of, you know, like in, in that place behind us. And fear is, is mostly related to the future. So the future, for most people, just like, and even for some of the higher developed mammal, you know, the, the future is something that, is, that you can't control, that is uncertain. However, you know, these are just our basic functions, right? I agree with you. Ryan, that uh, some of the, 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 the control mechanisms that we are subjugated to have a lot to do with instilling fear and creating this type of um, uh, fatigue, you know. It, the, the adrenal fatigue is really just a pathological expression, the physical expression of that, because what happens with people, they get certain diseases and they're based on, on uh, uh, this uh, adrenal fatigue. But um, to make people controllable, um, it is actually uh, quite a, a smart uh, thing to do to keep them in fear, in the state of fear, because then they cannot think too much about the future, you know, because that becomes too uncertain. And so here, like in, in, in our lingo, you know, we, we picked up on, um, on, on a word that is uh, new in the media. It's called FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty <laughs> and doubt. You know, because that is a, a major force that we are all exposed to. And, and you mentioned crowded places, you know, or, or uh, collective energies. These are all part of what we are exposed to every day. So our, our societies, our Western societies, are very much aligned to FUD, okay, the media. And, you know, even movies and, and, and a lot of other <clears throat> social um, expressions. And so for the most part, I agree with your observation, Ryan. There is, you know, like an, a constant exposure, even though we don't really have a real threat, right? But the exposure of FUD, of fear, uncertainty, and doubt is created about the future. And so people are in this constant, you know, 
in this constant fear of the future. And the system makes sure that we do not, or that we don't, do not feel like we can control it. So to a degree, and this is the actual, the mental component of fear and anxiety, to a degree, um, the whole problem with, with anxiety and fear alignment, as, uh, as Jeff called it, is that we buy into it. Mm-hmm. That's a, the actual problem. The actual problem is that we align to it in a way that we actually begin to see the world as hostile. Yep. And we believe that. And then, of course, you know, our energy is in this constant state of threat, right? And so from an energy work perspective or from a healing perspective, the steps to overcoming that is to, first of all, like looking at things like we just did, right? Looking at things a bit more critical. And then, of course, looking into yourself, like how much am I actually aligned to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it, you know, do well, what is my outlook on life altogether? If, if, if this is one of the first things that that when we work with a person with anxiety, is um, to to make a person aware that their outlook on 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 life and and the world is actually one that's based on hostility. Yep. You know, yep. and uh, that you cannot really change that within a person until they're ready to change that for themselves. So we help them. Um, by going back a little bit and maybe um, so reverse engineering part of the the programs that were or, or the, the conditionings that were instilled in that person, you know, like uh, sometimes uh, psychology can help, you know, like what happened when you were young and so forth, you know, like trauma, of course, and and PTSD, you know, those kind of things that, that plays into that. But uh, uh, the person needs to understand that a lot of the fear is uh, really played out in the mind and that it's not real. So the the first step is always helping the person to see things a bit more real. I apologize for that. Um, a bit more real. So to do a reality check. Like, is this an actual... Is, sorry. Is this an actual threat? And then uh, we can help a person to to reframe the fears, you know, and say, okay, this is a fear that you have because maybe you know in your early childhood you experienced something that that reminds you of certain things, right? Because uh, the way we store fear in our system is through our autonomous nervous system. That's that's part of of that physical survival mechanism. So we have to uh, teach a person, you know, how to 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 allow themselves to actually feel it, you know? So the, one of the first energy work tips that we give a person who has, like, acute anxiety issues is um, to learn how to discern between feelings, sensations, and emotions and, you know, like what the mind, you know, makes of it. So we, we practice, uh, of course, some of the basic things are, of course, breathing through something and so forth. You know, that is uh, sort of calming your, your, your autonomous nervous system. But uh, then uh, a person has to actually learn to sit into, in, in their fears uh, to be able uh, to, to discern whether this is actually a real fear or not. Because I don't know about you, Jeff, but I'd say like at least 80% of all the fears that people have in their minds are actually not real. They're actually just parts of their alignment yeah it's based on where they're at whatever they, whatever they i mean you can be compartmentalized in your your energy but yeah the majority of the fears people face nowadays are in their head and they're also stored in their system so what happens a lot of times what you was talking about is they begin to discern between the two 
it's dealing with reframing what fear is, reframing what that means and what really is occurring, and then helping to clear out the stored stuff, which can be done through meditative work, you know, transmission work, all kinds of stuff where you learn how to let go as fear arises and just accepting that fear is normal, but you don't have to be run by it. Yeah, and so, like, what you can do, Ryan, for instance, like we could make an example right here, you know, is, is you know, a little bit of, 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 of talking a person through their fear, mm-hmm. right, and asking them what's underneath the fear. Right. Right, let's, let's take an example, like, um, uh, uh, I'm afraid um, that my husband is cheating on me, right, mm-hmm. or I'm afraid of flying. Right. Or um, uh, I'm afraid of making a mistake at work. You know, losing my job, say. Right. You know, let's take that one. I'm afraid of losing my job. And then, and then, you know, you, you're like, okay, so you lose the job. And, and practicing how to actually sit in that mm-hmm. feeling means, you know, you actually go in it and call it out a bit. And you say, okay, so what happens if you lose your job? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's talk about this. Let's face it. Right. Okay. And then, okay, yeah, then I can't pay my bills anymore. Okay. So what happens if you can't pay your bills anymore? What happened, you know, like you lead a person like deeper and deeper mm-hmm. where it all, you know, it usually ends up um, at, at, at a point where a person uh, begins to see that the actual fear underneath all these other fears is has something to do with not being loved, not belonging or not, not being um, uh, alive. Yeah. And um, uh, this may sound a little weird, but for most people. Uh, not most, but for many people, anxiety can actually be a coping mechanism of, of not feeling alive. Mm-hmm. It makes you really. feel alive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Fear can be a huge avoidance mechanism also. It's something that allows us to not face certain things, you know. Um, and, it, but in other people, it, it's a like people who see fear as an opportunity. That's a whole different ballgame, mm-hmm. you know. And that's part of the therapy, yes. then, you know, because then you, as you refrain this, you, 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 you show people that, hey, every time you come into like a challenging situation, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity to grow. Yep. That's an opportunity to gain, to you change. know, maybe a little bit of control over your future, you know, because now you, you can actually do things that, are, you know, are more uh, incongruence with what you truly want because most people who who are reigned by fear or dominated by fear uh, experience this as the, the biggest limitation in their mm-hmm. life you know like they restrict themselves with you know like say not flying or not uh, 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 changing careers or not getting divorced or not moving to a different place because they're too afraid of what may happen and so in the process of guiding a person through their fear you know they begin to see like hey you know in that challenge is actually an opportunity and it's not so much about the outcome mm-hmm. you know it's more about the process of actually taking on that challenge okay well i want to know if you could please identify three or five different places that a person should probably avoid if they don't want to pick up <laughs> unnecessary fear and I'm going to give you one of them. This is the bonus one. My house. Don't come anywhere near my house. Okay. In general, this is easy to answer. Any place that promotes fear. Okay. That's like maybe a bit too general, but it's, it goes very much to the essence of it. 
you know, like places that instill fear, that um, give you the feeling of powerlessness, that give you the feeling, uh, not not just places, but also, you know, this could be even, you know, this could be like a, a, a corporation, this could be a building, this could be a government, this could be, um, uh, you know, um, a family situation, this could be a relationship, it could be all different kinds of things. If they instill fear in mm-hmm. you, then it's something to avoid, because that's, uh, you know, whether or not it's yours, it triggers yours, you know, so it doesn't really matter in in, in, in the essence of it, you know, whether it's yours or not, because if you end up with it, you know, then it's yours. Right. As long as you have that trigger, any place that has some form of fear, which a lot of places do. Now, we're not talking about going to, let's say, your house, Ryan, as opposed to going <laughs> to a place that's like a horror, a horror house, you know, going to like a like a Halloween place. You're going to get a lot more fear at the Halloween place, you know, because it's there, um, you know. But if you work on your energy and you enhance your energetic state, your consciousness state, and you work to work through your fears, you'll acknowledge fears occurring. You'll realize it's silly to go to places, you know, like a, like a haunted house or whatever, because it's just going to make you feel bad. Um, and you'll choose not to. But then other times also what will happen is you work through discernment and your ability to handle these things and you keep your consciousness state higher when fear does show up because it's going to. That's part of our ego. Even if you're really working on your spiritual journey, you have so much more talent and, and, and talent's not the maybe the word. You have more skill. tools and skill. Yeah, yeah. excuse me, better word. Um, or your energy, energy state's high enough that it doesn't affect you as much and you can deal with it before you feel that anxiety, you know, uh, tachycardia where your heart rate's going through your chest and you're going into all these panic moments. You'll, you'll go into that a lot less, if at all, because you'll realize the symptomology and begin to change it immediately. That's the difference. People who work on themselves in the spiritual state and get developed tools, you'll see them, even if they get hit by triggers, they get hit by guilt, fear, shame, whatever. There's a part of them, I even see this in energetic clearings, people who've worked on themselves a lot, even if they get triggered, there's something inside of them after 5, 10 minutes, even 30 seconds, depending upon the pattern, that they shift to centering or letting go or surrender. And all of a sudden, this pattern that normally probably 5, 10 years ago would have dropped them into that anxiety state, now just passes. So that's the difference. By doing all this work, now you have the ability to handle this situation. And you also understand that going to places that promote fear, as Jonas said, which is very important, they're kind of silly to go to. Yeah, and I want to I w- I pick up and go like a, just one step back here, you know, the exposure, you know, because this, this is what I read in your question, Ryan, is like, you know, w- what is it that we should avoid? It's not just places. You know, there's other things that can actually promote fear. Uh, but the, the the overall understanding is that even though we can't always see it, uh, we're constantly exposed to fear and, and and just sort of the collective around us. You know, as as we talked in the beginning, it's kind of like aligned to fear. So uh, collective energies uh, uh, they they make up a big part of what uh, energetically sensitives and empaths have to to contend with because they're absorbing a lot of that, okay? So in general, it is uh, the more we align or we expose ourselves to to uh, societal things, the, the more we'll, you know, uh, be exposed. But, uh, you know, if you go to the more simple things in life, uh, there are some things that uh, most people have absolutely not on their radar, and that is, for instance, being dehydrated, mm-hmm. not drinking enough water, mm-hmm. can um, predispose your system into the state of fear. Okay, so that's a, again, it has to do with the neurotransmitter, it has to do with our biochemistry, but also 
uh, with uh, the way energy flows in our system. And so if a person is chronically dehydrated, uh, quite frankly, a lot of people uh, could be cured with just drinking more water. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another aspect is uh, the foods. So there are foods that contain fear energies, okay, and... um, uh, not not to uh, steer this into a particular sort of uh, diet or or uh, philosophy, but you know foods that come from animals that are uh, treated extremely bad and and under like uh, completely inhumane and uh, torturous uh, circumstances. Uh, these these cells, the meat, you know, of these animals contains and, and absorbs stores a lot of fear energy and so when we ingest that meat uh, we are literally ingesting that fear so for those of you who are vegetarians for whatever reason that is a good you know another good reason to stay away uh, from meats uh, particularly those that are produced in this uh, sort of commercialized um, way of of, of meat production, you know, if you want to call it. Another one is lack of exercise. Uh, and, you know, these are things that really only uh, energy workers uh, can contextualize in that way, is that all these uh, basics of healthy living, right, uh, they also contribute to our susceptibility to fear because everything that uh, uh, upsets our inner balance on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a mental level, and on a spiritual level, you know, can lead to fear. That's how we are pre-programmed to react to anything that is challenging, if you will. And uh, here, you know, within within the self-healing community that we have at Transcode, uh, you know, we bring it uh, basically to um, a, a very simple truth, and that is uh, that the more unneed uh, the more unmet net needs we have, the more fear we have mm-hmm. because we have to find ways um, of coping with it or distracting from it. Um, you know, we, we the, the ego uh, kicks in, has to create uh, a bunch of patterns here for, for us to be able to live uh, with the fear. And so underneath all fears, ultimately, from an energetic standpoint, is an unmet need and so one way is to 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 uh, improve that and feel more you know to feel empowered like Jeff said you know like when people work on themselves is to learn some of these things that that seem unrelated but is to learn how to express your needs and for many people this actually goes all the way to like exploring what that what it actually is that they truly need mm-hmm. so the more we can meet our own needs and 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 go into self-nurturing rather than self-soothing, you know, like say through numbing or, or coping. Uh, the less fearful we become, and that's the cool thing about this 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 awakening thing, you know, is that people who who are prompted to do the spiritual slash awakening journey, you know, it's a journey of empowerment and. Any kind of empowerment leads to, you know, more tools to overcome fear. I do want to circle back to you about one thing. You said that, uh, you know, 
In case if you go to a haunted house, you go to certain places, you know you're more likely to pick up some negative energy. However, what if you yourself happen to carry some of these dark resonances with within you? Are you going to be less affected by it? So, typically speaking, you know maybe a person who's more aligned to the the, the energies of peace and love is probably you know going to be fine. Well, probably be very dramatically affected. But if you already have that darkness within you. And you're walking in these places that it's not affecting you. Should you be concerned? Should you be concerned if you, you know, consider yourself to be a kind of person and yet you walk into a haunted house or you walk in a stroke club and you walk out and you don't feel anything? Could that be a red alert sign that you have some kind of deep shadow within you? Um, if you're aware enough to, to or even want to change, sure. You know, I mean, most people that feel that way and, you know, and I'm not judging anything, but if if you're OK with those things, typically you don't, you don't really feel like you need to change. You're okay with it. You know, your conscious state, not that it's low or anything, but because you're aligned to those things and you probably enjoy them to a degree, um, which is nothing wrong with that, you're probably not going to feel as intensely harmed by them. You know, whereas when you begin to work on yourself, you begin to rarefy your energy, then those things become resonances that feel very disturbing, very um, uncomfortable, very um, contracting. Then you begin to see the, the purpose behind it. Not so much the fear behind you, more so sense what it does to your energy, like you feel your energy become kind of trashed or it feels constrictive that it didn't before, and then you see the purpose of the work. It's a tricky question, um, Ryan, because most people numb their fear um, or they desensitize. Yeah. And so they can't really discern. Like um, the majority of people won't be able to tell if they're really not scared Mm -hmm. or if they truly like it because remember how we talked about how uh, uh, coping with fear can actually lead to misusing fear as a means of feeling alive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seek fearful situations or, or threatening situations or thrilling it's things, right? Yeah. Um, uh, because uh, that makes them feel alive, Similar. and that doesn't yeah. mean that they're that they're dark. No, you know, it just means that they haven't really faced their fears yet. Right. Um, a, a lot of people also. Uh, numb themselves from fear, like completely dissociate mm-hmm. from it, yep. like cut themselves off from it, so they can endure, uh, you know, like massive, like outer, like fearful crisis type of mm-hmm. emergency situations. But um, internally, they're not really handling that, and that can then backlash, like mm-hmm. maybe ten years later, you know, and now they're experiencing anxiety, and they have no clue why yep. because they've never really processed that. I know where, where you're coming from with that question. And, um, you know, in, in my experience, you know, like, and this is the, the spiritual view or the energetic view of fear. Fear is darkness. Okay. Fear is part of our darkness. And so uh, just because uh, uh, someone does not feel like repelled, you know, by fear doesn't mean that they, uh, that they're intrinsically dark or evil. You know, it just basically means that there are some things that this person probably hasn't processed yet Mm -hmm. or faced yet. And in that definition, um, because that's actually also the definition of shadow, you know, I agree with what, but not in the, in the sense of evilness, more in the sense of, of unprocessed shadow, unprocessed, um, uh, parts of their own, um, uh, personality or their own experience. It's just an expression they've chosen, so they can change to choose. They can choose to change that. That's the trick. So it's more about what their alignment is, as you mentioned, and then of course the coping mechanisms that they have with it. Yeah, what's a bit more critical is people who instill fear in others. Yeah, it's more dangerous. 
That's a bit more dark because that's usually behind that is the the need for power, Mm -hmm. for power tripping. And that's, you know, like when we in the beginning talked about like why the system and so forth, you know, um, yeah, that's something we need to question really. Like why is our society, uh, you know, based on fear? You know, why do animalistic? Because people are, they're they're animals. I mean, it it was was said that humans are, well, we're humans and then they're animals. And I think that humans are just as like animals and probably less less evolved than a lot of the animals that are around us. I mean, well, on, on a neurological level, we have the same we have the same mechanisms like animals, but we also have the frontal lobe. We yeah. also have the higher ability to to understand things. But in that way, I agree with you. It's easy to trigger the animalistic mm-hmm. part in people, and that's why it's being used for centuries, millennia, to keep people in check all you got to do really is to trigger that part in a person fear or guilt or uncertainty Mm -hmm. that's a great selling tool yeah and and they stay low well and and also a lot of people don't want to change they're okay with that that's their choice so there's only a certain percentage that really want to change out of those things you know and that's because their karma is geared towards that where the other people's karma is geared towards not shifting too much Right, so like the way we contextualize this here is that uh, when a person um, experiences the world as hostile and and uh, their life as as fearful, is that they're bound to the the karmic collective experience, and um, the this this whole journey of awakening is really um, uh, about uh, liberating ourselves from that karmic collective experience and moving into our personal. Um, uh, striving our personal purpose. Okay. All right. This Jeff Casper, Shiona Brennan, the final question I have for you is this. What are some of your predictions for 2018? Because we just started 2018 happening, and I guess the first thing we're going to address is fear, but what are the, maybe two of your predictions for uh, energy coming in? Because I guess some things have happened the last couple of weeks. Maybe it'll set it up for the rest of the year. I know you just said something about, uh, I guess, some of these secrets that are being suppressed. Maybe you're going to be popping out. One of you guys can please elaborate on that more. And any predictions you have about 2018? You want to go first? Or yeah, well, one, one, one prediction <laughs> is that there's going to be a lot of fear. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like why we talked about this here today, because this, this, is, this is something that needs to come, you know, like to the awareness of people. Is mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, like fear is a tool uh, of of the powers uh, that are okay so we we, we got to learn how to differentiate that how to discern that within ourselves and yes the revelations or the disclosure of a lot of, of things that that is already like unraveling right mm-hmm. this this will definitely continue i mean the year of 2018 would definitely be you know a year of big disclosures but um, not just in regards to like conspiracy theories, but also in regards to these illusions that we have in our own personal lives. You know, it will, of course, uh, distract us into like, oh, my God, and how, you know, and it will uh, it will really um, shock people and, and they'll lose confidence or they will lose trust in, 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 in the global governments and all that. But the, the, the real uh, corrective energy that's underneath all that is uh, for us to actually go into the same process so this is going to be a big shadow year you know yeah because what happens you know the collective consciousness in general actually is still increasing slow but it's increasing Um, a lot of people don't believe that but it is 
or it's stable and it's, it's at a actually integrous point. So when you have integrity as the overall conscious collective energetic state, not that everybody is, but the collective energy is, it starts to shake stuff loose. So like what Yona just said with the fear and the chaos and all the stuff we've been talking about, it's going to come out because anytime you go into integrous moments, even in our own journeys, everything that's in the way of integrity, of in truth, of all, even love at that point pops up. So this is all really healthy stuff. It's, just, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tumultuous and crazy and, and, and yeah, lots of fear, sky is falling, all that kind of stuff. But you know, there's a, there's a lot of positive aspects mm-hmm. to that. It, it will also really increase the number of people who go on to this, uh, this conscious awakening journey. Um, with the downside of, uh, uh, you know, throwing people into this, um, increased need to belong to somewhere. And we're, we're probably going to see a, a lot of more sort of cultish type of, of, uh, of spiritual groups and even political groups uh, raise up, uh, but overall, I agree with Jeff. You know, there's a there's a, a slow but steady rise in collective um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, consciousness. You know, it just has to go through the the, the cleaning up process, mm-hmm. and 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 this and the next year, you know, they'll be the big years of of that. Right, because anybody who's gone through like letting go of patterns or had a dark night of the soul. It's somewhere. It's a it's a dark night of the world. You know, if you want to go that route, it makes you kind of go, "Holy crap!" But you had no idea how much stuff was there. And then as that is worked through, there will be some more peaceful moments. You know, but it won't be for a while necessarily. So it's it's all a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, we have you know we're looking at financial collapse and you know the cryptocurrency world sort of to uh, as a transition to that. We're looking at um, a really massive. Uh, severe weather and earthquakes, um, more fires. Uh, we're looking at uh, literally in all areas. You know, we're, we're looking at uh, major revelations in regards to the drug industry, in regards to the food industry. So there will be a big cry for regulations, you know, for more consumer protection. You know, these are all the upheaval kind of things, yeah. you know, a social unrest, you know, like if you can't really trust your government anymore, who can you trust? So I can't believe people actually ever did it from the beginning of time. <laughs> this is the beginning of time. I think it's a leading cause of death. It's the government. Like, oh, it's heart disease. No, it's the government. Jeez. But see, this, no. this is not a difference. You know, if you're aligned to fear, you're looking at that as something really negative. If you're seeing uh, the larger correction in that and where this leads, you know, if you're seeing the bigger picture, you see that this is a super positive and actually needed process. You know, it's a healing crisis, if you will. You know, anyone who's ever, you know, recovered from like a... a a, a more uh, uh, severe disease or, or anything knows that in the healing process, there's always a part where it seems like things go backwards, you know, and where we go through like what they call in, in medicine a healing crisis, you know, where we feel like, oh, my God, it's worse now than it was before, um, only to to lead, you know, to this sort of quantum leap of 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 healing you know, and we're talking now healing here for the collective, you know, as in, you know, forming new, uh, you know, literally restructuring our leadership, our government, restructuring our financial system, um, uh, reinstating the sovereignty of the consumer, of the of the uh, person, the, the sovereignty of, uh, you know, uh, determining how you want to uh, transact your money, but also how you want uh, to govern your data, you know, because these are things that people who are not 
you know, that sort of tech people don't see what runs our world and what will run our world in the future is data. Okay, so there's a huge need for for this liberation and and, and 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 giving the power back to the people. So this is the overall um, uh, sort of goal where this leads to is giving the power back to the people. And yes, if you look into history, there's always been wars and there's always been revolutions and there's always been this up and down, you know, and some civilizations had their their peak and then other civilizations um, uh, moved uh, in. And this is what we're going to experience this year is the, the, the shift of power structures in the world. All right. Well, hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll be peaceful. So that's why you see the reason why you listen to the show is because you want to get yourself strong, avoid the, the fear, exactly, and uh, hopefully you know align to peaceful things and avoid those strip clubs. Only going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you all for listening to Heart Warriors Radio with Miss Yona Brindis, Mister Jeff Gasper. Learn more about them by going to the website at transcodes.com and uh, me, Ryan Double Chin Ryan here. Learn more about me by going to my website at outerlimitsradio.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I lied. I appreciate it.